Thanks for tuning in. This is the Irish Spark Podcast and you are very welcome back. We begin our first in a series of readings from the Socialist Voice titled The Origins of the Climate Crisis. You can find a link to the article down in the show notes or if you're like me and you like to read the old-fashioned way, you can get a physical copy of the Socialist Voice in Ireland's oldest radical bookshop, the excellent Connolly Books, located in the heart of Dublin city centre. We have the author Joe Fleming coming up next. Enjoy and stay safe. The Origins of the Climate Crisis Out of the green fields of southern England, in the same century in which Shakespeare penned his pastoral comedies and the Tudors initiated a new phase of Ireland's conquest, a novel form of economics arose. A terrible force, only nascent prior, long since held at bay by previous societies, brought a new motive and logic to land ownership and production that would shortly transform England and within a couple centuries, the entire planet. The essential distinction was the domination of market economics. Before this economic revolution, the price of land had been governed by custom, rents being fixed often for centuries without alteration. Landlords began to judge their property's value, not by customary tenure, but by the potential economic output of the land, how much profit could be made from it. Maximum exploitation became an economic necessity. The property who did not adhere to this soon found themselves propertyless. The mother and father of wealth, nature and human labour came to be viewed solely as a means of producing economic value with concern for their well-being and longevity, featuring rarely in accounting books. All other forms of property and relations with the land that did not follow market logic, common land, customary rights, peasant holdings, were eliminated before the all-encompassing, ever-expanding profit motive. The peasantry and small-scale farmers were violently removed from their land in order to produce profitable crops or animals. Look only to India, Senegal, Sudan or Colombia to see this process in real time. This now dominant class, having seized the means of production, land, resources, machinery, etc. from the majority, invested not to produce a particular need or want, but to accumulate greater value for their capital. It was the onset of these capitalistic social relations that fundamentally broke our give-and-take relationship with the earth that humanity was reared on what Marx called the metabolic rift between man and nature. The destruction of this link has only deepened with continued capitalist expansion. Inevitably, our relationship with the earth has become entirely parasitic and destructive. If this system had remained an English or even a European phenomenon, there would be no fear of environmental breakdown. But this is antithetical to capitalism's fundamental nature. The need to expand has brought its destructive logic to the whole planet. Imperialism is capitalism's international manifestation. England's centuries-long conquest of Ireland transformed and intensified concurrently with the development of English capitalism. Within a century, traditional Irish society had been virtually wiped out. This process has taken place on every continent on the globe violently rendering the majority of the world's peoples economically tied to and dependent on the imperial core. Following the outset of modern monopoly capitalism in the late 19th century, with increased domination by finance capital, 
imperialism intensified. As one indication of the seismic transformation, from owning 10% of Africa in 1876, Europe suddenly owned 90% of the continent by 1900. An entire continent was made a dependency of Europe, the profits of imperialists, now the society's motive force, replacing the primarily peasant-based economies of before. The degradation and ruin done to the continent and its people by imperialism, alongside most of Asia and Latin America, was and is disastrous for both people and the planet. The global masses have been dispossessed of their connection to and ownership of the soil, and forced into obedience to international capital and profiteering in order to survive. The current crisis moment, this fatal juncture in the history of humanity, was evidently many centuries in the making. Yet the specificity of the current historical epoch, capitalism's current stage of development, cannot be ignored. The total domination of finance capital has stretched capitalism's contradictions to their limits, leading to an ever more frenzied quest for avenues of capital investment and maximum returns. This took place concurrently with the fall of socialism in much of Asia and Europe, which has devastated the planet's delicate environment. Vast swathes of the earth that were centrally planned have been thrust into the anarchy of the global capitalist economy. Economies run in the interests of people, giving way to neo-colonial economies run in the interests of the financial elite. Natural resources have been brutally exploited to feed capital accumulation, such as the vast forests of Russia, conserved and even expanded under the Soviet Union. This drastic decline in workers' power saw global capital brutally reassert its power, stripping hard-won environmental protections. The total domination of finance capital, followed by its expansion across the Earth's surface, has brought about unbridled environmental destruction. Even the capitalist class now openly accepts that human extinction is inevitable, given the present course. But even in the face of this immediate threat of extermination by means of an overheated Earth, the violent forces of capital and its ideology liberalism keep much of the working class from seizing power for itself and ending our death spiral. Anything except capital accumulation is blamed. Overpopulation, the consumption of meat, industrialization by former colonized countries. The problem is either individualized or put on the masses of the global south. The extraordinarily few corporations producing the vast majority of carbon emissions are ignored. Unless humanity does away with the arbitrary domination of capital and its endless need to expand and wreak destruction, our survival beyond the next generation or two is doubtful. Thank you for listening to the Irish Spark podcast. If you like the show, please give us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening from. It really helps us out and helps the show to reach more people. If you'd like to get in touch, please send us an email at theirishspark at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. The details are in the description. We hope to see you again in a couple of weeks for our next episode. Take care.